and uh, geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to Breaking News. Uh, before we bring you the brand new episode, which is entitled, I Need to Take Account Dooku. Uh, we, uh, as you know, record these episodes three weeks out. It's called the Keep the Wives and Girlfriends Happy Schedule. And uh, then we bring you the recorded news before the episodes to kind of... You know, the, this, sh- this show has never been about having the news first. No. We never will be able to do that with our schedules and all of that. So it's just, we just bring you, we just bring you stuff. The smackiest news. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we snark it up for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I'd, I'd, I'd like to continue to thank the uh, satellite radio show Geek Time for listening to our show and copying us. So they're having a theme song contest. So, oh, yeah. cute. Oh. Yeah, 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 okay. Geek Time. <clears throat> yeah, they had to change their name from Geek Show to Geek Time because, well, I sort of had that registered. Anyway. <gasps> oh, my. That's how that works? That's how that works. Oh. I know. Funny, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, here in the uh, living uh, in the uh, uh, basement toy room, Jeff Weiss, film critic. <laughs> so, I'm not used to doing it. We're doing this on Saturday as I know. opposed to Monday because uh, you guys are in the neighborhood, so... Oh, we do it here. Hi, neighbor. We, we were selling candy bars, and I and I just came back from a radio thing, standing in the parking lot of a Del Taco for two hours. So I'm I'm a little. He's hazy. That's yeah, what he's saying. I'm hazy, is what I am. A bit hazy. A bit hazy. Uh, Jeff Weiss, film critic, Deseret News, and Jeff. film critic for Slug Magazine, Jimmy Martin. How do you do? Slugmag.com. And our magnificent host, Mr. Kerry Jackson. Oh, hi. How you doing? Okay, let's... Uh, now, do we have some... Uh, some? Uh, do you guys have any uh, new stuff? Because I've, I've got well, some. Well, here. I have one piece of breaking news. We huh? sure were prescient when we recorded those episodes. Oh? We were correct in that Shannon Barnson got the job as a fourth grade teacher. That's true. At Edison Elementary. Now, where, where is Edison? Sue was asking me. Uh, fourth South, and it's West. It's... Sort of by the La Frontera out on. Fourth, oh, because he fourth said he south. wanted he wanted to teach uh, those kinds of kids the the down on their luck kind of. Yes. Uh, out in the rough parts of town, kids. Yes, I, I believe the term is he's at an integrated school. Is that what it's called? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I just know that's a, he, th- those are the ones that he wanted to teach. All right. Well, that's good news, and we're very happy. His last day as a bartender, celebrity bartender at Bert's Tiki Lounge, is coming September fourth. September fourth. Yes, uh, and the bands are already selected. Well, that's nice for the farewell show. Thun- Utah's own Thunderfist and Utah County Swillers, who do a f- one of my favorite uh, songs. They do is "I Want to Be a Polygamist." <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get underway here. Okay, now I found this. Uh, of course, you know uh, Harry Knowles and Brian Singer. They're they're best friends. Apparently, <laughs> how could you not be? What does that mean about Harry? Do you think? Let's <laughs> see. Because I've, 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 I've heard things about Brian Singer. Yeah, Brian Singer, Harrison, you know. All right, uh, so here's here's what we uh, – he, he reveals six things uh, on Ain't It Cool News. I'll credit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Singer just revealed six things about X-Men First Class. Now, we've all heard the casting and everything. That's I'm everywhere. I'm kind of excited. You can, yeah, you can find the casting news out there. But here's, here's what we have discovered. It is a period piece. It takes mm-hmm. place in the 60s. Yeah. John F. Kennedy is alive. Martin Luther King's still alive. They're in, in office. We'll see Xavier and uh, Michael Lencher, or, uh, Lencher uh, who is Michael Eric, Fassbender. Eric, Eric, Eric Lencher. Eric. Yeah. Uh, when they first meet, when they make plans for a happy, healthy relationship between humans and mutants, Xavier will have a full head of hair and be standing on two legs. And we'll find out, though, apparently how he lands in his wheelchair at the end of the movie. Ooh. Doesn't say anything about when he, why he shaves his head. 
but it's a 60s piece. Uh, this is not the real first class. Uh, you won't see any of the first class X-Men from the comics. You won't see Cyclops, Iceman, Angel, Jean Grey, and Beast. At least not all of them, Yeah, he says. Uh, young Beast is in the movie, played by uh, Nicholas uh, Holt. Yes, from About a Boy. Mm-hmm. And Cyclops' brother, Alex Summers, Havoc. is in. But Cyclops himself and Jean are nowhere to be found. Hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, the baddies will be the Hellfire Club. Oh, so that means Kevin <laughs> Kevin Bacon's playing Sebastian Shaw. You hit it. That that had been rumored. So uh, it'll be Emma Frost, January Jones. Ooh, from Mad Men. Now this is going to be interesting. <laughs> well, nom, nom, but nom, here's nom, the thing. Nom, she nom. looks great but can't act. She has two things that she does. Uh, uh, she, she, she steams, she boils, and uh, then she kind of does uh, sexy. But that's all she's got. Yeah. So, so she either boils or smolders. Yeah. She, yeah, she's a two-note <laughs> thing. She's she's either smoldering and yelling at the kids, or kind of sexy. But that's it. I, she's a terrible actress. So, putting her in the same room as Kevin Bacon is going to be hilarious. He's going <laughs> to pull his hair out, trying to get her to respond in scenes. Either that, or he'll teach her how to act. I say maybe know. he'll help her out. Yeah. Some, some acting lessons. The loving of Kevin Bacon. For, yeah, for, forgive the bad pun, but but Bacon's gonna get hammy. Ah, mm. huh? Zing. Oh, want <laughs> to roll here, folks? I'm, I'm Ted Knight and Caddyshack. Ah, oh, mm. ah. All right. Uh, let's see. So there's that. Um, who else will be in the movie? Of course, uh, confirmed. Uh, most of the cast characters listed so far have been accurate, uh, which means we've got Maura McTaggart. Ooh, yeah. Who's played by Rose Byrne. Also Om Nom Nom. Uh, yes, very much so. And uh, 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 an ex, uh, a mutant that I'm really fascinated with, Darwin. Yeah. Who has been in uh, the one that we love. It's the only X-book I read. X, X, Factor. X Factor. And actually he was created by Ed Brubaker. Oh, really? Yes. In, in X-Men Deadly Genesis, if I remember right. I'll bet you do remember right. Yeah. I trust you out of everyone. Yes. His, his, his power is he adapts to the situation. If he's thrown into water, he grows gills. He evolves, which is why he's called Darwin. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's I a like great it. character. Great mutant, and I'm glad that he's in here. Banshee, Caleb Landry-Jones. Mystique recast. Jennifer Lawrence is playing. From Winter's Bone. Uh, Mystique. And she's good. Yeah. She's a good actress. Oh, she's way good. She's yeah. really good. And uh, Azazel. Yeah, who I've got no... And if you don't know who that is, yeah. then I... Because... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jason, Jason Fleming is playing him, uh, in addition to the ones already mentioned. But uh, Singer says expect a few more characters that they haven't announced yet. No, so they'll be like backgroundy kind of stuff. Uh, the costumes will have a more comic book style and than you know, we've seen before. About the costumes and the makeup, actually, uh, the girl that I stayed with uh, in Los Angeles that I met on CouchSurfing.com is <laughs> doing the makeup for this movie. Well, get her on the phone. We'll get her. No, for, she's great. She told me, she uh, told me the other day she was right after they announced the girl from Winter's Bone uh, as Mystique. She said that she was working on Mystique's makeup. Oh. I think we need to be there to help. Wait, you know what? Maybe the the tour. If we're doing this, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's we got it. We got well, at least we got to oh. at least Skype her. Yep, and uh, get that on. Okay, uh, so the costumes will have a more comic book style than we've seen before, probably in line with the groovy fashions of the time, the sixties. Ooh. So that might be interesting. Flares. I, I hope. I hope we get a beast. With, I hope we get a beast with a fro. That's what I want. Uh, the mutants will go global. Uh, the story kicks off at Oxford, 
in England, where Xavier is attending school. Most of it takes place in the UK and the United States, but it's also a visit to the Soviet Union. Will be. And isn't that where the Hellfire Club is based? Uh, no, actually, Hellfire sure. Club, I think, is in New York City. I'm sure they have bases everywhere, but probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, okay. There you uh, go. I'm theorizing when they say period piece. Well, I said period piece. Yeah. What, what they said was it's in the 60s. Yeah, is it, I'll bet the 60s part is where we get the even younger Charles Xavier and Magneto, as have been, has, has been rumored. That actors have been also cast to play even younger versions. Oh, like of them. teen versions, maybe? Or yes, yes. Oh, okay. And then, and then the movie itself might be in the seventies or eighties. Okay, there which would make which would make yeah. sense. Uh, let's see. While we're talking about uh, comic book movies, we've I've got uh, quite a bit of uh, st- I, I've got a little thing here about uh, the Spider-Man movie reboot. Yes. <laughs> um, apparently, the headline here was from uh, I can't remember where I found it now. Might have been Topless Robot. Uh, Mephisto is apparently in charge of the Spider-Man movie reboot. <laughs> Jeff, I know why. It's formulating in his I know, head. Oh, I know, I, I know why. He knows. I know, because there's no Mary Jane. Boom. <laughs> Goodbye, marriage. Yes. Well, you know, he's starting in high school, but we all remember in the comics that Gwen Stacy was the mm-hmm. girl. In, uh, Mary Jane, not in the movie. Good riddance. So uh, there you go. Uh, it will probably be, uh, and I would love it if they actually went back and told the Green Goblin story where Green Goblin kills Gwen Stacy. Oh, that'd be so. I would totally love that. Yeah, they they tried kinda in the first Spider-Man movie, but mm-hmm. didn't and, succeed. And, and apparently, they're testing actresses to play Gwen Stacy. Mm. One one of them's the girl from uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Teresa Palmer. Ah, the the cuter Kristen Stewart. Yes, and uh, <laughs> and from a movie I watched this morning uh, called Centurion. An actress named Imogene Poots. Poots. Yes. Imogene Poots. Poots. Yeah, they're both they're both blonde, so I'm going along with that Gwen Stacy theory. Yeah, I, I like the Gwen Stacy theory. I think that's a. An uh, You've gone the Mary Jane route. Why do it again? Yeah, uh, I also read a thing that said uh, Mark Webb once they cast um, Andrew Garfield as Peter and Spider Man was going to change the high school setting to early college. Oh, so that's happening now? Yeah. Okay. Sure sounds like it, at least. Yeah, it should be. All right. Uh, more um, uh, superhero uh, <clears throat> movie news. Got a lot of Captain America stuff is happening because they've just started shooting. Yeah. And uh, so we're getting a lot of stuff coming in. Joss Whedon helped rewrite the script. Thank God. Woo! And the reason that happened is because he's directing the Avengers, and there are some things he wanted to follow through with, uh, with the Cap character. Cosmic Cube. Cosmic Cube. Might be part of it. Uh, here's what he said um, when he got the script and permission to uh, help with the rewrites of uh, the first Avenger, Captain America. He says, I got to make some character connections. Uh, the structure of the thing was really tight, and I loved it, but there were a couple of opportunities to find his voice a little bit and some of the other characters and make the connections so that you understood exactly why he wanted to be who he wanted to be. And progressing through the script to flesh it out a little bit was fun in this case because a they'll actually use the things I wrote, which is rare, and b it's a fun puzzle to go in and say, okay, this is what works, this is what needs to be connected, and here are some key moments. Then the third thing is is that it takes place in the forties, so I got to write nineteen forties dialogue. Yeah, see, man. You know, I, I read bring, that. Bring, bring me a gat. I read that. And <laughs> look, at, look at the stems on that tomato. <laughs> and I'm so happy to read that. Yes. Well, one other thing it suggests to me is that 
the original script, which was by the guys who wrote the Narnia movies, mm-hmm. may have not been that good. Yeah, I got the feeling that it might have been a little light. Yeah. All right. So there's that. Um, if you ever see uh, a film called Frostbite, that's the code for Captain America. <laughs> you know, like Blue Harvest was right. Return of the Jedi. That's the frost. That's that's the code for Captain. Look America. out for those trucks that say Frostbite. Because uh, they're uh, casting for extras in in this film called Frostbite, uh, which is set during World War II, shooting in Manchester and Liverpool. Uh, they're looking for people who could possibly pass for citizens of the 40s in New York, which mostly means your hair and skin and all that need to be in their natural condition. <laughs> you better not be too tall. No tattoos. You know, height limits are 6'2 and, and, uh, for men and 5'8 for women. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Ooh, I want to play a newsie in that movie. <laughs> hey, get your paper there. Hey, hey, Mr. Walk Rogers. Walkstreet, Walkstreet. A three-piece suit, a hat, and a Tommy gun. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, I don't understand it. You go down to that Army recruitment office every day, and they send you home every day. Why do you do it? Because I want to be something better. I hope Bucky talks like that. I, I hope know. Bucky talks like that in the know. movie. I do. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, hmm, okay. Uh, Chris Evans talking mm-hmm. about his uh, suit and shield. They will change through the film, uh, as as theorized. Which is which which exactly what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it will be it will start with the triangle shape shield yep. and then evolve toward the end of the movie with the round one. Right, probably the round one we saw in Iron Man too. Uh, so there, uh, there's all that. Uh, he says here that uh, it's World War II movie, so I think uh, a little bit of a cumbersome feel to it. It's a bit chunkier. He says serves the time period. So that, that's. Huh. Again, all that the, makes all, sense. All the stuff that I am hearing about this uh, movie just makes me very happy. You know what I want to see? One thing is uh, I want Chris Evans to go on the Colbert Report and take the shield off the wall and uh, say, I, I need this. I, I, need, <laughs> oh, I don't that's know why they gag. haven't yet, to be honest. Huh? A, I don't know why gag. he hasn't yet, to be honest. Well, I think when the movie comes out a week away, he's like, yeah. I need this. That's a great gag. It'd be great. I love it. All right, and we got some uh, Thor uh, stuff. Uh, the guy playing Loki, Thomas Hiddleston, mm-hmm. uh, talked about uh, how much... Uh, research, Kenneth Branagh, the director, oh yeah, had everyone go through. I'm and, sure, and it wasn't just the comic book research; it was to find the, well, for lack of a better word, I hate it, the motivation. What's my motivation? Right, you know, that, that's <laughs> their method. They right. needed to find their Asgardian method. And uh, here's what he says: Tom Hiddleston says about Loki, because it's right. like, how do you play that? The you god know? of mischief. Yeah, you know, you could play him as a traditional bad guy, but there should be something more to it than that. And uh, what he says is, Loki isn't just an anarchist. He's not just someone who's out to burn the house down. I think his villainy, or what gives him credentials as a supervillain, is that he comes from a deep sense of betrayal. That he's been betrayed by his father, betrayed by his family. That he belongs nowhere. He's caught between two worlds, and he's highly alone. And someone with an inclination towards mischief anyway, someone who likes pulling practical jokes, he's a prankster, that inclination is fed into the rejection and becomes kind of a destructive force. Uh, Let's see. Then he says, uh, I think in the film, I don't want to give too much of a way, but you find out that Loki has been responsible for a hell of a lot more than you first might have imagined. And that's all over in the comics, of course. You'll be following Thor through uh, one adventure, and you'll think there's uh, one particular bad guy, and then Stan Lee and Jack Kirby will pull out Loki out from behind a curtain, and you see that he's been pulling the strings the entire time. And you're like, oh, my God, it was Loki all along. 
He says, yeah, he is a shapeshifter, someone who is not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, when I, I first found out that, that they had gone to these uh, lengths of research for Thor mm-hmm. is when I saw the MTV thing with Chris Hemsworth, who's mm-hmm. playing Thor. <laughs> yeah. he, he was there for uh, the red carpet debut of his, of his little brother's movie with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and those idiots from MTV were interviewing him, and they're like, yeah, and how is it to carry around Majolner? <laughs> and he just looked at him. You mean Mjolnir? Mjolnir, you know, the hammer's Mjolnir. Yeah. That'd be a great Thanksgiving to see them talking like, oh, what are you working on? Oh, Miley Cyrus movie. Who? What about you? I'm Thor. Thor. <laughs> Pass the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an interview with him at Comic-Con where he talked about how um, uh, the director, uh, Kenneth Branagh, wanted him to play. Uh, he says, I want to do different takes and I want you to channel certain performances from classic actors. He says, I want you to do this one, Nicholson. I want you to do this one, Clint Eastwood. Okay, do that scene again now as, you know, and, and he, would, he would be calling out these names. And, and, and Hiddleston said, we wound up using, I think, mostly the Nicholson and Eastwoods. Really? Because uh, you know. the, the one I'm getting from the trailer, uh, at least where Hemsworth is concerned, is Wild Ones era. <laughs> I, re- I really yeah, am. Brando? Yeah. yeah, I think he's Brandoing. What do you got? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> really? I'm telling you that he's he's brandowing. I'll have to find that uh, list of actors. There were like four actors. Those are the only two I remember right now. But uh, anyway, so I'm feeling really good about these movies. It's going to be awesome. All right, let's go to uh, Terminator. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, wait, dun. there's going to be a new movie. Oh, wait, maybe not. Okay, here's, here's, what, uh, here's what happened. There was a, a new Terminator film announced. Right. And it was going to be animated. Right? CG. Uh, okay. Well, then that whole bankruptcy thing started up again, and now maybe not so not, not so much. But, good. But if they do make it, it will be animated, and it will be PG-13. <sighs> Violence good. will be minimized. Wasn't the third one PG-13? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Lame. Uh, yeah, lame <laughs> yeah. indeed. So uh, oh, there's that. Oh, uh, bad news for Lee George Cade. Brave and the Bold is ending after only three seasons. His uh, Batman cartoon. Oh, well, he, he told himself whatever he watches gets canceled. That is he true. Knew, he, knew, he knew the risks. He, he knew the risks. He cursed it. Uh, so, yeah, Brave and the Bold ending after three seasons. Uh, this new uh, cartoon, Young Justice, has been announced. Uh, it takes place in the DC multiverse on Earth-16. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that... <laughs> uh, this, uh, uh, they did this so that they could, you know... Not have to worry about continuity and all that stuff. And and merch new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman's been fighting crime for 10 years. The Justice League is new to the scene. Uh, so effective at their job, the heroes of this world have forced the villains underground to band together in more intelligent ways against the forces of good. With celebrity status, the Justice League is constantly in the public eye. And uh, so that's when uh, they need to have uh, the the young Justice Come in and take care of some things. That, it's, it's, it's some of the sidekicks. It, it's sort of like Teen Titans. That's what I was thinking when I was reading it. I'm like, yeah. Hey, and isn't Peter David involved in this uh, new cartoon, too? Yeah, he's going to write some of the episodes. Uh, oh, here are some of the characters. Uh, Robin, Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. uh, Kid Flash, Superboy, uh, Miss Martian, <laughs> Artemis. I don't know who that is. Do you? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. And then finally, Aqualad. <laughs> Ar- 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 Artemis is another archer. Artemis is, is 
Green, yeah. uh, green Arrow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that just sounds awful. All right. Uh, <laughs> but 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 Peter David is involved. Okay, I'll give it a chance. Yes, and and my, you know me, I'll I'll read or see anything that he writes. Yes. Well, and I I don't know if you know this, but I mentioned this to Jimmy earlier. A uh, comics adaptation of the first Tron movie coming out from Marvel, mm-hmm. written by Peter David. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Now is is it is it the prequel stuff? Because I read uh, no, about that. There, I was going to tell Jimmy. Yeah, well, there's a prequel that leads in between Tron and Tron Legacy, but there's also a uh, comics adaptation of the first movie mm. in two parts, and that's I know that's written by Peter David. Oh, oh. okay. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! You better get a hold of Doctor Volts then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's see. There's you know there's a bunch of stuff. Caprica is coming back, so that's good news for me. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's good. Uh, what uh, uh, we, we want to get to this new episode? Uh, I need to take account. Dooku uh-huh. is what it's called. Uh, did you guys have uh, anything that uh, you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, 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 I wanted to tout one thing that's going on at No Brow throughout the month of August. No Brow Coffee. No Brow Coffee and Tea on in, thir- on Third South in Salt Lake City. Uh, their gallery stroll and uh, art exhibition for the month is a comics art exhibition by some of our friends, including Derek Hunter and Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley, who you have heard of uh, in Invincible in Geek World uh, as uh, the artist on Invincible, who does yeah. uh, just an amazing job and one of the shyest men you'll ever meet. Yes, <laughs> I, I went to the opening last night and it was great. There were a lot of people and they sold a lot of stuff too. And Ryan's got pages up from from I know one of our favorite uh, one shots recently, Grizzly Shark. Oh, cool! Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the one where the family's picnicking and all of a sudden the grizzly shark comes down from the tree and eats them. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, so there's that, and uh, are are you two working on something? Apparently, I, I think so. All right, we'll be shameless and plug our own. the The big movie mouth off is coming, so I think episodes are going to be coming on to Comcast on demand around September first. September first, uh, you can find us on Facebook and become best. Facebook friends forever. Like us. Please like, like us, us on Facebook. Just like and, us. And uh, let's see, uh, Geek Show Movie Night is... Uh, what? August 29th. August 29th. It's back to the 80s is the theme. 5 yes. p.m. is when the movies start, and uh, we don't know which one will be first. Nope, we're going to flip a coin. It's a coin toss every time. It'll be either Back to the Future, yep. first one. Or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Should first we, one. Should we encourage 80s outfits? I think so. Won't be hard for me. I hope. So. I hope. I hope <laughs> people come it. dressed as the Wild Stallions. <laughs> First person that shows up in a DeLorean wins. Uh, also, uh, uh, before that, we will be in the lobby at Brewies, while the lobby in the bar. Yes. at Brewies in the Wild Card Lounge, uh, recording <laughs> Geek Show podcast. So uh, come and watch us uh, live. We'll probably start at about noon, right, and uh, be done hopefully before the movies start. That's the goal, anyway. That's the plan. Uh, so uh, join us there, Brewies in uh, Salt Lake City on the 29th. Uh, should, should they bring us questions? Sure. Ask the panelists. That would be good. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to start a uh, a game show. Uh, and I can't I, – I had originally planned this to be the uh, versus the panelists. Right. Panelists versus panelists game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think maybe we'll test it out with uh, some uh, some studio audience members there. Ooh. I like it. All right. And uh, I haven't named the game yet, but it's uh, – It's going to be interesting. That's what I saying. think I'm calling it Name That Geek right now. But uh, – and that's all I'm saying. I'll explain <laughs> to you guys as soon as we finish off how the game is played. Harry Knowles. Harry Knowles. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, 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 you'll see. Uh, anyway, so we have that. And, uh, of course, uh, geekshowpodcast.com is where you get this. Uh, iTunes, subscribe there. That helps us out. Uh, also, uh, Facebook, tweets. We're all there. Just go to geekshowpodcast.com. You can find most of us and all of us. All right. Mm-hmm. Even 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 cranky old Scott Pierce. Even cranky old Scott Pierce. All right. Uh, on to the new episode called I Need to Take Account Dooku. Please to enjoy. Hey, this is Nada Computer Girl from PC Laptops. It's our ultra mega super deluxe crazy 2010 final spring blowout sale. We have hundreds and thousands of bucks of super kick booty computers. We got demos, scratch and dents, discontinued, strange colored, and clearance models for up to 50% off the original prices. All PC Laptops brand clearance models come with our exclusive PC Laptops lifetime service guarantee. So you know you're covered. Sweet, isn't it? Got an old computer that runs like your big brother? Threw it off the roof? No problem, I will buy it from you. And we'll transfer all your pictures and stuff to your new PC Laptops computer for free. We have special financing on these for as well as $50 a month. Oh, I see. Have I lost my little mind? Please visit any of our nine locations right now. Or call us at one 596 save Or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, we love you. Flip apps. Utah, Facebook, iPhone, iPad, and Android app developers. Visit us online at flipapps.com. That's F L I P P apps.com. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, fine, fine sponsor of the Geek Show Podcast, geekshowpodcast.com. And uh, we're here, I'm here, uh, Carrie, with uh, Jeff and Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy is a big Tron fan. And so we're going to introduce Jimmy to Dr. Volt's comics because of the new Tron comic book coming out. So what you need to do, Jimmy, yes. first of all, go down to Dr. Volt's at 2043 East, 3300 South. Walk up to the front desk and, and say, Geek Show says hey! <laughs> at which point they'll reply, hey to Geek Show. Now, you don't have to do that to open a hold no. at Dr. Volt's, but it would be nice. Now, uh, you open a hold, it's free. <gasps> they give you a number. And you say, I want all the Tron comics. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And they'll get them for you. Yes, yes. by hold they mean they hold the comics Mm -hmm. when they come in on Wednesdays that you've ordered. In other uh, places it's called a pull or things like that. But uh, it's it's no charge at Dr. Volt's, which is also a special thing. Dr. Volt's comics also uh, gets in uh, toys, action figures, uh, T-shirts, posters, games, all that stuff. Uh, Mexican Coke. Yes, and the Mexican Coke is probably the most popular. 2043 East, 3300 South, and you can buy Geek Show T-shirts there. Geek Show says hey to Dr. Bolt's comics. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth-Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth-Off is a film review program, edgier than most, that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. Or it'll show our softer, more warm and cuddly sides as we agree and live in a utopian state of well-being. You know, either way, you'll hear everything you'd want to know about the latest theatrical movies and the occasional DVD and Blu-ray releases. So, before you have the bright idea to spend any form of currency on the latest M. Night Shyamalan disaster, or if you're just debating whether that latest comic book adaptation is worth your hard-earned cash, check out the Big Movie Mouth Off for our expert, albeit cynical, advice. This delectable digital delight can be found on Comcast On Demand in the Utah local section or wherever beta tapes and laser discs are sold. You know, I really need to update my video library. Also, be sure to friend the Big Movie Mouth Off on Facebook for your chance to win free swag, 
Pass it to the press screening that will be attended by yours truly. And we promise to keep the bickering to a minimum while inside the theater. And welcome back to the basement. Hey! Hey. Hello! Dreaded third show. Uh, Bellies are full and... Also full of booze as well. Blowjobs! Whoa! Oh, oh, damn it! Right away. Now I'm going to have to edit. I did that during the last breaking news segment. They warned me I couldn't say anything. It's like, what? Blowjobs? Blowjobs? <laughs> I can't say blowjobs? What the fuck? And then he said, shit. <laughs> mahogany! Mahogany! It smells like mahogany. You can't say blowjob on this show? Uh, let's uh, get everyone uh, introduced. Welcome, mm-hmm. the, welcome the sponsors. And get to it. Jeff Vice, film critic, Deseret News. Jeff at DesNews.com. Viceroy at MediocreShow.com. But read his stuff at DeseretNews.com. Please do. I want to have a job in this industry. Click on it several times. You don't even actually have to read it. Comment. Troll troll the comments there. It's like I always say about this show. Download it. You don't have to listen. Uh, Well, actually, I, I I would make this recommendation to read my reviews online and then read the comments of John Charity Spring. Okay. This conservative nutbag. It's really me, Jeff. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, seriously. It's like his Ed Anger character. Yes, it might as well be. No. Mike, could you shut that door, please? Thank you. I'm most alarmed. Like, I'll go troll your yours, your, your reviews just to look at the conservative comments because they're hilarious. John Charity Spring most of the time. It doesn't matter, like, how tame your review is. It's like, it's this giant liberal commie plot that this movie's foisted upon everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, I know her, I heard that about Avatar, but uh, what what is Cats and Dogs two foisting upon us? Be- because everyone knows that in an ideal democracy, cats and dogs would not get along. That upsets the natural order, and so that's the yeah. fact that they team up in this is bad. There's yes. something about it in the Bible, yeah, probably. Jesus talked about it. Cats right. and dogs living together, mass hysteria. There you go. That's right. Uh, Lee George Kate. Hi, my name's Zach Shutt's iPad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> BigShinyRobot.com. Swankmotron is Brian Young. Bring that back over here, Patty. I actually had somebody recognize me from my brief appearances on the podcast by my voice alone at Dr. Volts a few weeks ago. It was bizarre. Dr. Volts, Wait till you're going down the escalator at the downtown Smith's Marketplace and somebody yells, Geek Show says hi! I actually, I had a guy geek out yesterday. I was at the uh, Bountiful Arts Festival to see a friend's band play, and she's like, I told this guy over there I knew you, and he was like, you see the guy that's on the Geek Show podcast every now and again? <laughs> and uh, she was like, yeah, and he geeked out. It was bizarre. Should do what I do, charge 10 bucks for a photo. That's every right. That happens. Just like Mr. Shatner would. Yeah. Jimmy Martin, Slug Magazine. I sell mine for nine ninety nine. Oh, that's good. Just to outsell Shannon. <laughs> Shatner's is actually 150 <laughs> Right. Not, really? unless, not unless he's in Salt Lake. He I think cut a just, deal. I yeah. would jump on him and just say, "Take the quick picture, quick go." <laughs> he's an old man. He's eighty. He'd probably he break his deal hip with that. He'd probably break he's your a hip. That's right. <laughs> he would. He would like just karate chop it. Yeah. No. He'd. Fu- he'd. He would fucking drop kick you. Faux show. I think Shatner could take all of us like together. Well, oh. well, none of us would want to hit him. <laughs> oh my god, it's Kirk! I'll tell you this. Stop. I don't, I don't, I don't get out of the this. comics, Zach. I would like to have a drinking game with out. Mr. Shatner to Ooh. see who is a better drinker. <sighs> I would love to try to beat Shatner. If I did, I would have no more goals in life. <laughs> I would have <laughs> to yet? kill myself. If you beat him? If I beat him. No, no, that, you couldn't there beat be, him. There would be no more gods to destroy. He's two been weaned. One man leave. Two He's been weaned on Romulan ale. Yeah. You should try to see if you can beat him at sauna deathmatch. 
<laughs> You'll kill him. All right. Sauna. Shannon Barnson. Hey, what's up? Uh, person of indeterminate employment. <laughs> pub quiz master. Pub quiz Definitely master. The pub quiz master. Every Thursday night at Bert's Tiki Lounge. Check, <laughs> check, the, with a question. check the Geek Show Facebook page to find out where the pub quiz is happening. The big shiny pub quiz. Bert's Tiki Lounge. Big shiny Geek Show pub quiz. All right, uh, and uh, I'm the guy. Gary Jackson. I'm the guy. Gary Jackson, man about town. All right, let's welcome our. Uh, How come uh, we keep forgetting little Zach Shutter? Yeah. Oh, hi Zach. How are you hi, doing? Zach. Hi guys. He's just you know kind of hanging out over there. He's my game in back. He's super villaining it, villaining it up. Yep. Uh, Flipmedia.com. Yep, that's it. Two Action. P's. Two P's. The so one P wasn't available. Did the flip? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why? Flip Wilson. Uh, you know, I, I was trying to I was trying to license uh, Geek Show Academy for a side project that I'm working on, and uh, it's amazing. Uh, geek Show everything is taken. Yeah, it's uh, Howard Stern's fault. And, and the word geek attached to anything. So like geekcolostomybag.com is taken. It's I, I bought that years ago. Bastard. Actually, uh, Howard Stern wanted to do a thing called Geek Show, but we had it, so they had to go with Geek Time. That's what, they, that's what they call their show. That sounds really stupid. It's a yeah. stupid name. And it's very bad. Fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, the they're list, they're listening serious. to the show. It's not nearly as interesting or entertaining as... as Howard as, Stern should just syndicate this show. I think he should. Yeah. But you know what? We wouldn't get paid for that and either. Comcast, <laughs> should I, instead of just putting us on local, should put us on national. Oh, I agree. I agree. But, wink. but as far as the satellite wink. thing goes, we wouldn't get paid for that either. And we wouldn't. This show should you be done. You know how I know that? Oh. My friend Doug Fabrizio, the show who hosts Radio Wests. I love that show. It's also on uh, XM, NPR. XM, XM. XMPR. He's not paid for that. He actually had to buy the equipment to get put on satellite radio. So that's Well, that's stupid. because he's working for NPR. No, we wouldn't get paid a dime for it. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you want to carry it, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be good exposure. Yeah, we could, we could then have Mr. Skin as a... Uh, Oh, as a, uh, a person, no, be, Lee I, could be oh, an I mean, Iowa with, the, with, the, with the NPR model, though. I mean, he could say like, "Well, I've got X amount of listeners, and that's more people listening, and that's more people will, who will pledge during that obnoxious pledge drive." Well, that's good for NPR, but XM doesn't care. That's yeah. my point. XM is not paying him, yeah. and it's good for uh, you know. We would have more people maybe listening to us on XM, but pff, they don't care. Fuck those guys. Yeah, so fuck them. I hate them. It's it satellite radio is going away anyway. So right. I mean, the internet, everything is uh, free. Pretty soon, your cars will be all wired for it, and there'll be well, a Wi-Fi everywhere. There's old okay, white guys running that too. Let's exactly. look at the let's look at the Pandora model. I mean, it's free for forty hours a month. If you don't want to be with the commercial interruptions, you pay thirty bucks a year. That's money I spent gladly, and I listen to that shit all day long. Back to satellite radio. There was a guy at this radio convention I went to who is working there, and he said, "When I came to the satellite radio, they had names of channels that just didn't make any sense. I just didn't get them. So I named like, one omelet. There was one called Fungus, and I didn't oh, get it. And I liked I'm like Fungus. That was like, a good station. That was that the was reason it? I subscribed. Right." You know, I didn't get it, so I shut it down. I got up and walked out on the guy. I like, why do I want to listen to you? I can't Just stand wait, up you know? and shout, "Fuck you, sir!" I can't wait till we're old, bitter, and in charge. Exactly. We're gonna make some changes. That's right. By then, I change like, that one to Youngin's loud music. There'll be like a, a neural network that goes straight into people's brains, and we're gonna be the old white men in suits going like, "I don't, I don't understand it. it. It's not the internet." I changed another one to. 
I don't understand black music. <laughs> I don't get it. What is it, diggity dang? I've You're read about it in books. Right. The hippity hops? I changed this one. That hurts my ears. Uh, you know who does get it, though? Who? Dan Young. PCLaptops.com. Well, yeah. because yeah, he invented it all. He's, a, he's like Tony Stark. He's a forward thinker. He's like an Asian Tony Stark. Skynet? Without the uh, facial hair. Exactly. Uh, and well, and he's married and has kids. So, well, actually, there are many ways that he is different from Tony Stark, but he sees the future. He's a futurist. He's more like Reed Richards then. The distant future. Oh, yeah. the with distant a, future. With facial hair. Without facial. No, wait. They neither of them. This is the shirt's third show, and I've been drinking too much. I'm sorry. So go to PCLaptops.com. It is the shirt and, show. Uh, go see. Uh, uh, join his Facebook page. He's giving away stuff there. If not every day, at least once a week. <laughs> I just had beer come out of my nose. Oh, this is that I'm watching a puppet show on this thing. It's like a magic talkie box, but it's in my hand. But it's a puppet show. Wait, are you operating that puppet? I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. Ah, it's magic. He's, got amazing. His, He's got his finger up its ass and, right oh, now. I changed the angle of That's the puppet That's the eye show. pup. Uh, the eye. <laughs> and, and, and do you know how that runs, Shannon? Oh. Orphans. A wizard. <laughs> A wizard, the, did a wizard did it. A wizard did it. That's the answer for anything. I charge it with the power of my self-esteem. And if uh, if Lee George Cade breaks this iPad for Zach, uh, <laughs> certainly Dan Young can fix it yeah. at PCLaptops.com. Like after Zach beats him to death with its remains. After it goes down my pants. That's right. <laughs> that's where this thing's going. This pad smells like taint. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, before you put it down your pants, look up fireworks. That's right. <laughs> because that's oh, wait a, a sec. Combo. Wait a sec. How would, I, how would I search for fireworks so that I can have them playing on YouTube on the iPad as I shove uh, it down my pants? Fireworks screens. Saber? Yeah, I guess. I wonder if, uh, like those Will It Blend guys that put all this kind of shit in blenders, if Apple Care covers that. Hmm. I like accidentals. And having them. having them <laughs> having watched them blender. blend an iPad, that was just horrifying. But uh, go see Dan, PCLaptops.com. All of those locations are on his websites. Also, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hi, Dave. God bless 2043 him. East, 3300 South. And, uh, you know, we do sell our uh, Geek Show t-shirts on our website, but uh, they have the, a few of them at Dr. Volt's. They do. Now and then. They sell toys and comics there, too. Yes, they do. A and lot. pint glasses. <clears throat> so go see them. And uh, Mexican Coke. Yeah, every Wednesday, you'll see okay. one or more of the uh, Geek Show <laughs> podcast people. Uh, there, there's your fireworks. I'm going to shove this down my pants now, and Do this it. is going to be quality radio. All right. That's, you ready? That equals hilarity. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zach was cringing. <laughs> Zach's like, ah, my future is in these pants. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> Again. If, if only it had a rumble pack. That's amazing. <laughs> my future is in his pants again. <laughs> You're going to be peeling pubic hair off of that thing for By years. By the way, yeah. I want you to call um, Todd Noker and let him know that we've just named the next Depeche Mode album. Uh, called The Future Is In My Pants Again? Yeah. <laughs> the Future Is <laughs> In My Pants Again. Uh, let's see. Last episode, I didn't have the story on uh, the Kevin Smith thing. Uh, oh. But I found it here, ah. in case you were interested. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> It's called Your Fucked Up Superheroes Update. <laughs> It's, uh, let's see, widening gyre, mm-hmm. and uh, it, this, this is some of the complaint letters that we were uh, reading. <laughs> the widening gyre is the most compelling argument I've seen for the distinction between fan fiction and legitimate comics writing. What mm-hmm. happened in this was uh, Batman admitted to wetting himself, 
And one of his female conquests said that he made me come ten times. Hey, I can see the dude That's reading kind of that, just pushing up his glasses exactly. at the bridge. And of course, excuse me. Is it going to be kind of hard to reach that in the hermetically sealed uh, suit that he's wearing mm-hmm. in his comics reading room? It's he's most, John Travolta in the Bubble Boy. It's yeah. the most compelling argument I've seen for the distinction between fan fiction and legitimate comics writing. He told my mother. Wait a second. Wait a second. Purely monetary. There's. He's he's comparing that to like snary fiction. Yes, because there is no qualitative distinction whatsoever between what Smith is doing here and what Joker Scars Six 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 puts out on his live journal. Smith's writing on Batman is marked by nothing so much as a pervasive immaturity. He writes like he's a thirteen-year-old boy in every possible way. My favorite food is strained peaches. <laughs> I asked my mother when she was cleaning my room what she thought. So, yeah. I just... It, 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 God, I, I hate the haters. Mother, this blended squash is too rich. See, I hate plenty of things, but if I'm ever that snobbish about what I hate, please, somebody slap me. Oh, shit. I'll find something. <laughs> slap the shit all out right. of you someday. We have that on tape, right? We, yeah. yeah. We all have permission. It's, it's been Future, future references. <laughs> all right. And, and, and really, this guy's going to make a distinction between that and Joe Straczynski's first Superman arc. Where Superman is now grounded and he's going to walk around I, the earth. Have you read it, though? Yes, it's, it's boring. I liked it. It's so I goddamn it. boring. I love Superman. It's boring. Did you read the first oh. issue of his Wonder Woman arc? Yeah, it sucked, too. I liked it. Well, speaking of haters. You guys should be friends. <laughs> um, Somebody was, slapped the shit out of Jeff. There was... <laughs> I like plenty of Straczynski's stuff, but his Superman and Wonder Woman there was, stuff. Uh, there was an award show where uh, Lost won some awards, and uh, Damon Lindoff That's funny. accepted uh, the award for, what was it, Best Dramatic Series. Yeah. Uh, he, what he did was he read the hate tweets from his fans so in the acceptance speech. <laughs> so these are Lost hate tweets to Damon Lindoff. Hey, douche! Instead of backpacking in Europe or whatever the fuck you're doing, how about you give me six years of my life back? (laughs) Asshole. My very first tweet. I started this account just to let you know how disappointed I am in you. You know, it gets better. There's a few more. There's a few more. Has anyone accused you of being an emotional terrorist yet? And research these words. Closure and actual explanations. Here's another one. You suck. Please don't ruin Star Trek by ending it in a Klingon purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I like funny. that one. I'll give them that. Yeah, but what does Lindelof have to do with Star Trek? Uh, well, the last, the last one is the best. You're a dirty liar. You never knew. You made it up. You betrayed us all. You betrayed me, and I hope you rot, motherfucker. I'm coming. And that was apparently from J.J. Abrams. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you right now. I... So don't understand the hate against people who are like, the last episode of Lost disappointed me, and so fuck those six years I had the time of my life watching yeah. all this television. Yeah. Yeah. You stayed I, I, for yes. six years. Yes. That's the point. Well, getting back to my whole Lost thing. Okay, I gave up midway in season two mm-hmm. and didn't come back to it. I, that's making your case. Sitting through the entire thing and then bitching about it? Exactly. Really? Yeah. I Really? I, the most the most hate mail I get are from people who listen every day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to my radio show. Well, I, now we're uh, now speaking of lost. Everyone is the wondering. most hate mail I get is from somebody that sees me every day. That's right. <laughs> it's not really mail, though. You, 
And sometimes it is. Yeah. If, if, well, <laughs> when she's not talking, he's yeah. thrown in paper form across the room. <laughs> Sharpie oh, on his chest. I, right. I hate when Logan does that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where is Logan, by the way? Anyway. Uh, he's riding his motorcycle. Is he? Damn him being all manly and stuff. Uh, let's see. This Tuesday, we're releasing this on Monday afternoon, so tomorrow this will be available. It's the new Lost DVD Blu-ray of the final season. Mm-hmm. And um, the 12-minute uh, epilogue. The, the new man in charge that we've yeah. all been hurry, uh, hearing about. what happens on the island when Hurley takes charge. So it's Hurley and Benjamin yeah. Linus. What happens when they take over? They explain the polar bears. Would you Would you like to know what is said? On yeah, that? sure. Yeah. Uh, so this okay. is this is a spoiler. Spoiler alert, alert idiots! So just uh, turn it turn it down or something. Uh, this was taken. This was on the web just briefly. People wrote it down and, and told me about it. So here it is. The man in charge provides uh, a severance package. In a way. At a Dharma Logistics warehouse in Guam, Benjamin Linus arrives to tell two beleaguered employees who've been loading pallets of food onto drone planes for the past 20 years that their services are no longer needed. And to answer one of Lawson Answers questions, where the heck have those food drops been coming from? So there's, there's that answered. Evidently, though, uh, even though the Dharma Initiative is long gone, these employees have been performing their duties, the clockwork, uh, for the past 20 years. Uh, uh, let's see, in response to automated teletypes from the lamppost station in L.A. That's why they've been doing it. They've not received any other orders except for this, so they keep doing it. One other thing we learn, uh, that Ben is suddenly Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, to judge by the thick envelopes, he tosses the employees as a severance, full of money. Here you go. You're done. Uh, let's see. After uh, shutting down the warehouse, Ben tries to leave, but the employees demand answers, including if the island they're sending supplies to is somewhere in the tropics, why have they been shipping polar bear food, polar bear biscuits? How is there a polar bear on a tropical island, asks one of the employees. Enter a familiar face in the Dharma Initiative, a video from Dr. Chang who uh, urges everyone, don't tell everyone that I'm Dr. Chang and telling you this because I don't want it to have to, I don't want to have to resort to using an alias in the future, which explains why he used different pseudonyms in all the other videos that we saw on Lost, okay? The choppy clip fills, in, fills us in on the purpose of the polar bears. They were on the island because they possess a keen sense of memory and adaptability, which makes them excellent candidates for electromagnetic studies, which Desmond electromagnetic. Right. Okay. We also learned the uh, purpose of the brainwashing that it takes, uh, that takes place in room 23. That's to make sure that the hostels forget the interrogations that were done in order to learn more about Jacob, because we wouldn't want that truce to be broken. The orientation ends. Ben gets on his way. After leaving the Dharma logistics warehouse, Ben moves out to, to the Santa Rosa mental Health Institute, where we so often saw Hurley. And for a moment, we thought, you know, Hurley, what, what's he doing here again? But no, Ben is instead there to see... Libby? Walt! Ooh! Who's eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> Apparently... Oh. He's in there grazing on some leaves at the top of a tree. Apparently, <laughs> Walt has been living all those years under an assumed identity... Combined with all, you know, with everything, it just kind of made him crazy. 
says, you may be happy to see Walt, but Walt's not happy to see Ben at all and is afraid of being kidnapped all over again. But Ben reminds Walt that he's special and tells him that even though his father is dead, Walt can still help him. And they bond over the Adharma, Adharma Initiative granola bar. Uh, let's see. Uh, ben convinces Walt to leave the mental uh, institution. Outside, we see the familiar blue and white VW bus. Ben gets behind the wheel. Walt climbs in to ride shotgun. But before they can drive off, up from the back seat pops Godzilla. Close. Hurley. Oh. oh. Dude, he shouts. You look hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. You look edible. <laughs> Now, here's uh, someone Walt is happy to see. He always thought he was crazy, but now that Hurley has returned to him, he's relieved. Hurley tells him that, no, he's not crazy. He just needs to get back to the island because I'm going to talk to you about a job. Last we learn, what was so special about him, because we all know that the job is that Hurley is talking about, turning to Ben, Hurley says, it's time for all of us to go home, and it's time for all of us to get back to the island. There you go. That's the new manager. I'd pay to see that as a season. Oh, my God, Carrie. I'm tweeting you right now. <laughs> what, are you, what are you tweeting? <laughs> Fuck you. I want my four, four minutes of my life back. I'm oh! sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Call him a motherfucker. You know, that sounds fun, but what it seems like more than anything is that they got through with Lost, and they were sick of hearing all those assholes say, like, you didn't explain anything. You didn't explain anything, and here's this loose end I'd like to hear about, and they're, they're just like... This short, this 12 minutes, is sort of like a hilarious fuck you to all those geeks who are like, I need everything wrapped up in a tiny little bow because I can't figure out what the fuck to think for myself. And they'll also bitch about this as, well, why didn't you let us know? It was six years and I had to buy the goddamn DVD to find yeah. out what this happened. This is George Lucas at his worst. <laughs> Thank you. Whoa, you just said that? <laughs> and you weren't struck by lightning. Very happy to hear that. Lucas, Lucas just died right kind. now. Yeah. That's right. I'll buy all Lucas shit. I'm going to buy this Lost DVD. So you fuck are? you guys. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Okay. I love this show. I'm going to watch it again. He's going to watch it. He's going to watch it nude. No, seriously. <laughs> I, nude and lubed. <laughs> I will find people. Th- this is my favorite thing to do with Star Wars too. Is find people who have no idea what's going on with it and then watch it for the first time vicariously through them. I like to do the same thing, but through Kabuki Theater. It kidnaps small children in the park. And just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch Lost? It's about this island. It's like, it's like Clockwork Orange. He <laughs> sits him down. And... Why do you think half of Liberty Park is closed? It's not the oil spill. <laughs> it's you. It's it's you and your, there's a different sort of oil it's spill. It's you in your windowless van. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dude. kids. You ever watch Invader Zim? It's windowless Lost van. Uh, let's see. Um... The windowless lost man. I have to write that down. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that one. Okay, that's 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 Call a your gold lawyer. mine. Get that one patented Window- too. Yes, I. You know he is so busy patenting everything that we talk. I about. know, I know, right. I know. Uh, let's see. Now uh, Jeff sent me this some time ago, and uh, this is you know it's it's about uh, stuff you've heard about, but this is this makes us feel better about Marco Raffalo. Yeah. Uh, yes. Thank you. Because I've been getting a lot of email. What do you think of the Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk? I think he looks amazing. Well, as Shannon points out, he's not playing yeah, the Hulk. He's playing Bruce Banner. So not, who cares? Yeah, they're not painting him green. Yeah. That's the important thing to remember. Is I'm he's not more worried Hulk. about whether or not the Hulk's going to look less like a giant cartoon green ape. Of course, he's going to look like that because he's the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> but you can do. You could make him look real. 
even though he's a twelve foot tall giant green muscle guy, you could still make. I thought he looked good in Incredible Hulk. I thought he looked great in both movies. I thought he looked really cartoony in the second one. In the second, the Hulk, the first one, I think he looked cartoony. In the second one, the first one, and the first one, I gave it a pass because the technology wasn't there yet. I thought the second one that he looked a little cartoony, but I liked it. I had a good time. I really loved the hell out of the second movie, but I didn't. I didn't buy him as real. Well, it's he's talking about the role. He's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not real. Uh, but I want him to be real, and I want him to have a hard hat and a jackhammer. He's real. He's real. He's really, really real. Look right. like make it holds. So uh, yeah, he's here. He is talking about uh, playing Bruce Banner, and, and and he makes the point of saying it's Bruce Banner that he's playing. Um, and this is this makes us feel good about him playing at the Avengers. He says uh, the guy's struggling with two sides of himself, the dark and the light, and everything he does in his life is filtered through issues of control. I grew up on the Bill Bixby TV series, which I thought was really nuanced and re- in a real human way to look at the Hulk, and I like the, uh, the part has those qualities. And uh, so, uh, he gets it. Yeah, well, he gets it. Well, in this same interview too, Mark Ruffalo, who was actually friends with uh, Ed Norton by the way, mm-hmm. and, and talked about his difficulties there, but but also saying, yeah, but I was a kid and I loved the Avengers, and how was I going to say no to this? Right, yeah. exactly. And that's what he says. He says, I'm a friend of Ed Norton's. wasn't a great way for all of this to go down, but the way I see it is that Ed has bequeathed this part to me. And uh, he says, I look at it as my generation's Hamlet. Sure. You, know, you know what I think sums up the proper <laughs> reaction to all of this? What's that? Is the uh, at Comic Con? I hear tell that because uh, I didn't get into the panel because some asshole got stabbed in the face. Um, <laughs> I was there. I stabbed him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good with um, his penis knife. Kevin uh, Feig uh, came out and he's like, "Well, Ed Norton's not playing the Hulk," and every the whole the whole audience. <laughs> and he goes, "But uh, Mark Ruffalo is," and everybody's like. Oh, awesome! Yay! <laughs> yeah, and that's that's, that's got over it quick. Yeah, that's the right reaction. That's exactly the right reaction. And it wasn't like they got Larry mm-hmm. the Cable Guy. <laughs> Thank you. Know? you. I, you would, I'm getting mad. Uh, I think it's, but it's one of those roles. I mean, like we keep talking about this. How much is he really going to be in that movie? I guarantee it's no it's like more two. than twenty minutes of screen time. Tops twenty. If I'm that. thinking two. Yeah. Seriously, Gosh, guys, what did I do? So, well, you know, he'll be oh, in the guys, smash so New York. You really could have casted <laughs> quite a few people. I still think if we hadn't patented our idea of, of clone stamping Bill Bixby's face over another actor, they would have gone with it. But <laughs> since it was our licensed idea, they would have had to pay us too much money. Well, yep. Got to make sure Ed is not so quick on those uh, patents, perhaps. Let's yeah. see. All right. Uh, let's see. I got uh, this is uh, interesting. Uh, probably the worst idea in the world right now. Oh, boy. The remake of Total Recall. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How you doing, Quaid? <laughs> Start the reactor, Quaid. They did have Andy Samberg play Have you Quato? seen the uh, Quato yeah. video uh, timed to In Your Eyes with uh, <laughs> no. Peter Gabriel's song? Look it up on YouTube. It's it's awesome because they managed to get Quato to actually look like he's singing In Your Eyes. Oh, I need to uh, see that. Maybe Zach can pull that up on the YouTube. Because, yeah, he opens up. It's it's the dialogue from Total Recall, and he opens his shirt, and the song starts. And it's Quato. <laughs> <laughs> what you looking at, Quaid? 
One of my favorite stories from Comic Con is actually a Total Recall story. You know the uh, the little person who plays the the bartender, the whore, whatever in Total Recall. She was a whore. I love you say little person, but then he called her a whore. Yeah, little person whore. She was Listen, saying, I know that that does make a difference. I, I think it's silly she, too, but trust me. She was signing autographs at Comic Con in the man. autograph area, and there was seriously a gaggle of young ladies dressed as Ewoks. Getting her autograph. It jub, was the jub, funniest jub, thing. Jub, jub. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was just so bizarre. So there was a Get juvenile furries convention there. Yeah. No. It, what's weird is they had Ewok costumes on. They were quite obviously Ewoks, but they all had their faces cut out, and they're all just like kind of pretty young girls. It was bizarre. But the remake of totally and you cool. loved every second of it, didn't you? If it's got the girl it with was, the three it tits, it's bizarre. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, you'll probably you gotta have the girl with three tits. Maybe four tits. You've got to. Yeah, let's, maybe. let's kick this up a notch. And have three Three D. Three bots. It'd be three in three D, wouldn't it? And that should be the marketing poster. Three tits, three D, Total Recall, two thousand thirteen. I just my favorite scene is when he when he has the towel wrapped on his head and he sticks the thing up his nose to pull the tracer out because oh, yeah. it's just so clearly a puppet, yeah. you know that that they're doing. Yeah, the Johnny Cab. And that is that is where you get the classic Arnold scream parody thing. That's, <laughs> that's just love perfect. It. Um, but uh, this is a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> Len Wiseman is in negotiations to uh, do a remake of Total Recall. It's Wiseman horrific, and uh, it it is based on a Philip K. Dick story. We can remember it for you wholesale, mm-hmm. but they're gonna call it Total Recall. Well, of course, of course they will. Um, you know. By, by the way, for those who are wondering who Len Wiseman is, it it's the guy who made the first two Underworld movies and uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Mm. So it's going to be like a straight-to-DVD kind of affair. Mm. And, and if you're wondering who Philip K. Dick is, he's the guy that wrote New Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, which Blade Runner is based off of, and Scanner Darkly, which is uh, probably the most faithful Philip K. Dip, uh, K. Dick book as a movie, was mm-hmm. the, the uh, animated version they did of that a few years back. It, the story follows a man haunted by a recurring <laughs> dream of journeying to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Get, Get your ass to Mars. Mars. Give the people the air. <laughs> Give the people the air. He buys a little dream vacation <laughs> from a company called Recall Inc., which sells implanted memories. The man comes to believe he's a secret agent and ends up on a Martian colony Aye. where he fights to overthrow a despotic ruler. And then he kills his wife. Controlling the life. air. And then I meet a quaddo. See you at the party, Richter. <laughs> but he's such a charismatic governor. Have we done this for, uh, for movie night? We need to. No. Hey, quaddo. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Totally recall this problem. Well, of course, it's got one of the classic Schwarzenegger post-kill lines after he shoots Sharon Stone. Oh yes, his wife. Consider this a divorce. <laughs> I did so much coke with Guado at the rap party. It's but, got a lot of those honey, Schwarzenegger married. post-kill my, lines. My favorite part of that is hilarious. how heroic he is, but how how often he uses human civilian shields. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, speaking of, if if we're going to use that then that should be the double feature with Commando, where he also uses a civilian human shield running through the uh, Glendale Galleria in Los Angeles. <laughs> some, some bitch has just got to die yeah. <laughs> for a greater cause. That's, That's okay. right. No, I think it, we should no do total, uh, total Recall and Runaway. Hey, oh, I love I Runaway. Remember when they said, I kill you last? I'd love I to see to- I, 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 <laughs> Total I, I, Recall and Running Man. Oh, oh yeah. There you go. It's like Ultimate Arnold night. All right, and then we'll so. follow it up with The Expendables. You guys, you guys haven't seen that yet. Yes, right? we have. We have. Yeah. Yes. By now we have. It was great. No, it's the best movie ever. It's the twenty third. When's it out? It opens on the twentieth, or it opens on the thirteenth. Oh, Dude, okay. I'm telling so, you, the Sunday. Well, where's the review? Come on, The Expendables. It's got every. My, my balls exploded. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. It was uh, testes and confetti. 
We went over. We, <laughs> what happened is we got out of the movie and we punched uh, everybody we could find. Yes, especially if they they were, you know, weaker, girly yes. men, weaker, <laughs> not white. And then we took some women. I'm sorry. How can you go good. wrong when it's Dolph Lundgren, Jet Li, Jason Statham, S- Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Willis? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Terry Terry Crews. Randy Cole. Jesus Christ. My dad. It all sounds like it's going wrong. Jesus Christ might show up. Dude, he shows up at the end and just drop kicks all of them. Boom! I am the Lord and Savior. The plan is on. We're going to get Jeff Anderson to bring his uh, band van, and we're going to go on a big man date like we did for Rambo. Like for Rambo was on a Sunday afternoon. We all had some drinks in us. We're just like, Uh, we walked out of the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I don't think anyway. About 10 or 12 of us all chanting, USA, USA, USA. Uh, if, you guys, if you guys want to take that man van down to the Redwood Drive-In, I'll uh, actually be your designated driver. Oh. So you guys could just get plowed. Um, oh, my God. Then we could chant USA in, a, in, in, the, in, the, in the drive-in. Around the van. I'd run over to like someone who's watching just a pussy-ass movie and he's like, no, you seen that over there? Huh? Come so, on over. Oh, you better do it. So is, this, is it a comedy? No. It How could not, it be? It's got a bunch sure of serious actors one, in it. Yeah. There's one-liners. I hear it's Dolph Lundgren's best part ever. You know what I do know is that uh, Dolph Lundgren broke Sylvester Stallone's neck in a punch on set. And Stallone is such a badass, he carried on through filming, yep. even though they told him to shut the movie down. Yeah. He walked paralyzed. it off, bro. But did you know Did you know that uh, Dolph Lundgren almost got exploded by... Uh, squibs. By yeah. squibs. That USA! Was, that, <laughs> USA! <laughs> that, that Stallone was operating a week before that, the, a week before Lundgren broke Stallone's neck. Well, yep. you know, payback's pay pay a bitch. I cannot wait for this film. <laughs> So, so now, the, what, the now funny, which one were you imitating? Because they both talk like I that. Was all the, the funny part here is, have you actually seen the listings for the Redwood Drive? And it used to be they would pair the movies because they do double features. Yeah. They'd pair the movies up so that they were kind of compatible. So if there are a mm-hmm. couple science fiction movies out together, they'd pair them together. So now they've got things like, uh, you know, the Expendables will probably be teamed up with Eat, Pray, Love, Despicable Me. You know, <laughs> I was cat, say cat, Disney, cats and dogs. The yeah. Disney re-release of so, the Aristocats. So tell me about this, the Expendables. Come on. We haven't seen it yet. We really haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's not at this point. We really haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just imagining. I've seen, seen it in my head. It. Oh, you, okay. you guys well, 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 but by the time this episode airs, oh, we well, will have seen you need it. To, you need to have reviewed it, it when this started. It is the manliest <laughs> movie I've seen all year. Except for, for Scott sure. Pilgrim. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, that, that also opened the same week. Along with Eat, Pray, Love, which is actually the manliest movie. Which is the vaggiest movie of the year. That's what Stallone said he's going to be watching instead of Scott Pilgrim. What? It was a funny kind of a Edgar Wright wrote him a letter saying, will you please come see my movie? And he said, no, I stay true to my roots. I'm going to be watching Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, Scott Pilgrim's amazing. It, it was really great. is. It's really good. It's really faithful. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you liked the comics. You will love the movie. It's as faithful an adaptation as you possibly okay. could have but done. The fact so what does that mean to the rest of us? Uh, I, it's really funny. That, it's a video game movie. You know what took me uh, that surprised me is the action sequences in it are really good. The I never mm-hmm. thought Michael Sarah would be an ass kicker, but he hey. beats the shit out so of people. Is, is, are you saying it's the first good video game movie? Yeah, ever? no, I, I actually, but it's more of a love story really video is. game. Yeah. it's not a particular video it's, game that uh, it's taping on. But but it's it's structured like a video game. You know, there's there's bosses and levels need to be gained and things like that. And it's actually like a really they took the structure of a video game and put it on film. Yeah, in a way that no video game movie has. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that all that being said, and I really liked it. It's going to translate young, and it's not going to translate old at all. I think mm. it's not going to translate I'll say past that, say I'll, forty six. I'll I'll say that right now, seriously. Mm. Okay. 
It it will not. There's it's no. Not, how old, Jeff? How old? Though? It's not for the old people. Forty-seven. Um, un, 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 unless they're geeks, uh, unless geeks who can skew older, I'd say thirty might be the cutoff date. No. no Seriously, I so. yes, I do. I'd, I do. I'm completely. I think serious. anybody up to, to mid forties would totally. I think anybody who grew it. up with. I don't know. The, I think anybody who grew up with the Nintendo Entertainment yeah. System is going to get this. Get yeah, this I think. Movie. I think. But, 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 or an Atari. But no, no, no. But you're talking geeks there. I'm saying not geeks. If you are not a geek and you're 30 past, I don't know if you're going to get the movie. Well, I don't. that means this movie's absolutely fucked, though, because like we were saying in the last episode, everybody who's a geek already has press credentials and has seen this movie for free. They're yes. not going to go see it a second time, so right, the general yeah. public isn't going to go. I'm going to have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's I, really good. Which means I you're going to so. doom it even more because you haven't seen anything this year. So I, I see what you're saying. What, 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 <laughs> Jeff is, what Jeff is saying is that... Uh, it's not going to translate to a general audience, if, I don't think. If you were a little kid and you had the Atari 2600 or the NES, yeah, and you know what they're called, right? chances are you're going to get it. If you just went, man, video games were crappy when we were kids, then you're not, not going to get it. it. So if, oh, okay. if Legend of Zelda was the shit when you were growing up, yeah. then Scott Pilgrim will be your movie. All right. Uh, oh, okay, let's take a break here. I need another beverage. I Ooh. need it. Yeah. You do? I need it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to take a count Dooku. All right. After, After these messages, we'll be right back. We're back. We're back. <gasps> We're back from limbo. Back from okay. That place freaks me out. Shannon's just sitting there floating, and I start crying. Did you get a beverage there, Brian? Yes. Okay. I think it's weird that we keep all our beers in limbo. Well, it's, it's Bud Light, dude. What are you expecting? Tried that. The, it's they, the they, official they, beer of limbo. It's yeah. Bud Light sponsors limbo. <laughs> <laughs> now limbo froze. Bud Light. <laughs> Except during summer, it's it's Bud Lime. Bud Lime. Okay, I got a bunch of stuff we need to race through here, and it's stuff you've probably heard, but I wanted to get you you guys uh, your takes all on right, it. I'm Our particular you, spin. I'm mm-hmm. giving you four minutes to get through all those articles. Yeah. And go. I can't. I'm kidding. I, uh, We're just joking I with can't, the carry. I can't and get your spin. Uh, I could. I could. But. Our spin will be four minutes. All right. Um, <laughs> So we, uh, I would love a new Battlestar Galactica series about the Cylon War, wouldn't you? I sure would. Okay, because I'm, I, as much as I like Caprica, I like my flying spaceships blowing up and stuff. Uh-huh. I, my favorite ship, the Viper. I want to see it shooting at things. Sure. And the Galactica. Pew. Pew, Great pew, ships. Pew. I love them. So, uh, so sci-fi has heard. Mm-hmm. We hear you'd like a new series oh, boy. <gasps> about the Cylon War. Mm-hmm. And so you're not getting it. <laughs> well, See, you're need, getting it. How could you film that on a they TV budget? They need to take a page out of George Lucas's book mm-hmm. and just put it out there because people want it. Yeah, well, they should take a page out of his money book so we have to remake it. You're no, teachers have it, that now, but you're not getting it on television. What are we getting it on? Ooh, My pants, the, beta, the, the computer looking box, <laughs> beta max. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sci-Fi is working on a new Battlestar Galactica series that will follow uh, the exploits of William Husker Adama. During the Cylon War, according to the Salt Lake Tribune, the, Sh- or the Chicago Tribune, excuse me, the show is called Blood and Chrome. It will be an online series. Oh, yay. With ten episodes each, nine minutes long. It means I won't That's watch 90 it. Minutes. No, it, it, That's it, 90 minutes. That's 90 minutes. The internet is TV nowadays. I haven't well, watched anything yes. on the TV at all. I have yes, Hulu and all that kind of sh- stuff anyway. Sure, there I agree. An, there's but... an entire episode about Gata. That never even showed during the last season that was internet only, and it was 10-minute segments. I know, but... I think it's a cheap way. I can't don't like you, it. Yeah, can't you just make the show? Yes. 
Make just, show. Or uh, it's 90 minutes, just make a... It direct make a, a DVD. DVD. If it's not it, a DVD, if it's not worth your channel, then it's not worth my time. My guess Thank is, you. My guess is it will be, and they're just trying to test this to see how web-only content does as far as advertising. Well, that's exactly go. what it says. That's exactly what it says. Is it's an experiment to uh, to to you know see if it it could be pulled off. Uh, but just do the show. I just to me it sounds like you don't have that much faith in it. So then why should I? And Although you, that well, Hus- that William that Adama Husker bit Husker Adama bit from Razor, the extended version of it that mm-hmm. ended up playing during the on the DVD only version. It was pretty kick-ass. I, I, would, I would watch that series. It, it, Is Husker the brother? That no, Husker's Adama. Adama. It, it could it's the be, young Adama adventures. It could okay. be. It's not that they don't have faith in Battlestar Galactica. It's that they, they don't have faith in the idea of this model. And they're taking something exactly. that is great in Battlestar Galactica and putting it in this model to make sure that this model can work with something great. And Caprica didn't give them Galactica numbers, so they're shot. Well, but, it's, uh, but again, it, Caprica is not Battlestar Galactica. No. That's the thing. They think it's it awesome, is. It's awesome, but it's not Galactica. But it's not Galactica. It's a damn good show. But uh, it says here. It's uh, no after mash. It, no. <laughs> Uh, it says, it says no it will, Golden Palace. It says it'll use the digital technology to get your you'll get your battle stars and your vipers and all that stuff in there in the Cylon War. It says uh, it'll be filmed using green screens, you know the usual thing, but thrown on the web. And I just want the show. I guess that's all. I'm just whining. I'm sorry. I hear you, bud. Not me. I'm, I'm with I'm, you. Not me. I want a TV version of the Phantom where it looks like he's dressed in a purple parka. So, Jesus. Would you have a problem with this if if it were the full? It was they were hour long episodes. And it was online. Internet, yeah, online. I might. I still do. Yeah, I, I would. Because, I I think would I do. because it would still end up on DVD. No, well, it's fine. I'll, I'll look at it on DVD, but I'm not going to watch it online. I guess it's different for me because I never watched it on Sci-Fi. I was, so, I it, always it, just it, streamed them the day yeah, after. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it. It seems so. It seems and sounds so chintzy to me. It's like they're saying, "We're going to use really cheap effects so it looks okay on a TV on a on a computer screen." Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't give a shit but, if it looks good enough. But your television. average think, computer screen think, has a better resolution than yeah, your average television. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's yeah. That but but, like but, but do the people at Sci-Fi actually know that? That would hold true five years ago, but now, I, I mean, the internet. I mean, YouTube delivers HD quality. I don't think they're trying to chintz out by doing. It I online. do at Sci-Fi Channel. Well, <laughs> come on, who are we? Come on, Brian, who are we talking? It's okay, sci-fi. Okay, 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 you got it. They're trying to be cheap. Point and match to Jeff Weiss. I win! Yay! <laughs> Good Yay! I love you! Let's have babies. I just want the TV show. That's I know. All. I, I know. Anyway. And Carrie, I want, I want that show for you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to wish upon a star for it. I, I actually uh, hope that you, they can do this on it. I want them to do this on a cheaper budget and have it on the web because I think we could afford to advertise to on it. To get you Battlestar. Yes, we could. <laughs> we could. I mean, seriously, 30, 30 bucks would just be like see. $30. We get paid for download. Tell you what, let's make our own and make other people buy advertising on it. Let's make our own Battlestar. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right here I've in the got, basement. I have right got here. two Colonial Viper model kits from AMC at my hand house. Me, hand me the Viper and the... Cylon Raider. Yeah, my hands are so bloody right from driving that Cylon shit. Those Vipers have to shoot down that Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. I've got a pair of badass HD cameras. All right, here we go. Pew, 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 pew. There's our sound effects, man, right there. Pew, 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 pew. Wait a minute, there's no sound in space. Okay, close close up on this, would you? Here. I've been traveling through space for a very long time. I think I might be lost. Where are you, uh, Husker? Okay, cut to a different one now. I'm right behind you. (laughs) 
My acne itches. I'm in the planet my, hamburger helper. I gotta tell you something though. Well, my panel blew up and sparks everywhere. I think there's something wrong with my face. Genre crossover. <laughs> <laughs> this is Captain James D. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. Are you in need of assistance? My ship shakes as I gesticulate. I For those of you just listening, Terry and Lee are just playing with toys. I got the Cylon Raider here, though. I got a jaw, half Jawa, half car. Disgusting. Cute ADD interlude. Oh, no. I must give it back to the Cylon Centurion sheep. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's coming. There you go. I think the show denigrates gays. (laughs) Jeff Bridges. What are you doing here? (laughs) Hey, man. What's all the shooting about? Oh, dude. Did anyone ever notice that Crazy Heart is just the dude grown up? There's a a beverage here, man. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, so there's that. Uh, this this is an award-winning show. We're going to get a Webby for this one. That's we're right. getting a Webby. You know what's going to be really funny? This is true. This episode's ratings are going to spike, and Carrie's going to go like, what the hell did we do? Well, we played with we fucking to toys. Let's do that more. more. There will be more toys. More meetings with. with Shannon. We really have not done that in how many years, Carrie? Uh, the action figure theater? Yeah. It may come back. I was having a talk with somebody earlier. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like doing voices. <laughs> I'm, I'm Stephen Hawking in charge of his child under All right. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Linda Hamilton. Yeah. She's so close to A man. A man. A man. She's going to be on Chuck. A man. I don't think she's a guy. I think she's a Yeah, I got a man. I got, what did her, you say? Her eyes are really close together. Okay. A man. And then I got over here what? I didn't say anything, but oh, I mean, okay. she's, no, I, I, just I saw she's her a man. Titty. I saw her titties in King she, Kong Lives. She used to be mildly attractive. And then she turned into a man. Was she? Yeah. Are she, you sure you're thinking of? Yeah, it Linda is. Hansen it really was, is. She was in King Kong Lives. King Kong get, Lives. And okay. you get to see her titty. Really? Yeah. Just one? That's a great no, movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you, you get to see both, kind of like you get to see Jessica Lange's boobies. And, um, <laughs> how was it? <laughs> King it was Kong. pretty good, actually. It was King Kong. Lewis. It was about as good as her <laughs> opposite Ron Perlman and Beauty a, and the Beast. A giant ape artificial heart. I saw that fucking movie at the drive-in, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, they're replacing King Kong's heart. Why? That's amazing. Well, I was like six. Well, I know, but it's like, when you <laughs> watch did... it again, you're like, what? wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, first of all, why do they have that big artificial heart laying around? Well, it's the only way to make it properly, because yeah. we couldn't make it that small. Twas beauty what gave the ape an artificial heart. <laughs> but that movie's so awesome, because... I didn't actually think that movie existed. I thought that was, like, something I dreamt of no, in my no. childhood. I have it. made up. I have it on DVD. I, I mean, I have it on VHS. We should convert it to DVD and then play it. Oh, yes. I love Would it you? Would you? I will. They, is it not available on DVD? I, mean, I think it might be, actually. Because yeah, it's so good, they bring, these the, days. they bring a female King Kong. <laughs> after, yeah. after he gets his artificial heart, sh- I shit you not. So the storyline is, it takes off right after King Kong. Yeah. And King Kong's dead as shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he fell off the Empire State. Right, yeah. decide, well, in that case, it was World the World Trade, Trade Center, Center right. and the dude was there. But So they decide they're going to put an artificial heart into King Kong. And revive him zombie style. Right. And he's, so he's back alive. Does he have bolts in his and neck? by coincidence... Ah. By coincidence, somebody found a Lady King Kong somewhere else. That wouldn't be Queen Kong. So they bring her over, and it turns into a love story, and it's like there's a part where they're on a date, and 
And the, and the lady, uh, King Kong's pulling trees out of the ground. He to takes her, her, yeah, to like the flowers. <laughs> he takes so her a bouquet t- of flowers. So he takes serious. her to the tavern on the green. <laughs> and the, the part is, though, when, they, when he kills a bunch of hillbillies, that's probably one of the best part of the film well, ever. And I, I thought that the, uh, the the love scene where they used a, a circus tent as a condom, I thought that was <laughs> No, they didn't, have, they didn't use a the condom peel. because at the end of the movie... There's baby Kong. A, a baby Kong. King Kong slurps out of Lady Ser- Kong's vagina. Oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God, I thought this movie was a figment and of my imagination. It's real. And, and by the way, the, the baby King Kong goes, Mama, Mama. Like, just like the end of uh, <laughs> Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Oh, you're full of shit. No. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Actually, he is. He is full of shit, quite honestly. You're gonna, there's a beverage here, man. Oh. This is a uh, good toss. Sue got the Darth Vader costume for my bear. <laughs> right here, it just looks oh. like he's got something sticking out. That's okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. Red Rocket. <laughs> he's got a dog lipstick Red lightsaber. Rocket. Is it? <laughs> Carrie, join me, and together your sleeps will be quite delightful. Oh, he will make my oh. sleeps delightful. Anyway, uh, that bear stuff um, full of Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That, he he that, is strong in the forest. That, that Darth Vader, that Darth Vader bear has the same expression on his face that Yogi has, on, or uh, Boo Boo has on the Yogi Bear poster. <laughs> we and he's in the same pose. We call Xanax. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so so Linda Hamilton is Chuck's mom. All right, there we go. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> That was never four minutes. Oh, sorry, I was say, again. Xanax is, uh, we call that Jackson nip. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about it, that's what that, that's what that Sulu Pez dispenser is full of. It is, actually. <laughs> Gary's always oh. like, oh, uh, Sulu, I need a Xanax. Oh, that's Why should you? And he sucks it right out of his midsection. That's right. <laughs> Just give Kerry a scratching post. He'll be asleep in 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, looks like uh, Predators will get a sequel. Yeah. Oh, Just so you know. LV Predators. I, you know, I'm I don't, wait. I don't care what you jaded movie critics think. I'm gonna wait until it's out on Blu-ray and watch it in the comfort it's, of my own home. It's watchable. It just gets stupid. I'm gonna wait till it's at Brewbies. It is. Uh, it is come and gone. You have to be yeah. drunk it to has. enjoy it. it, it, it so, yeah. I was out of movies. town. Really? Fuck. Well, really? I guess I gotta wait for the Blu-ray. I guess it'll be Christmas. Samurai we'll come over to my house. We'll come over to my house. We'll drink some brews. We'll watch the Predators. What? A samurai sword fight with a predator. Sounds badass. No, it's fucking stupid. Hey, oh, shut your badass. mouth. Who's he fighting? Some Yakuza member. I don't even fucking know. Hey, I a was... Yakuza guy could do some badass shit. No, he a... couldn't. Yo, you, you... Mm. Just, do you not know the Predator Code of Honor where they'll only use the sort of weapons that they're being fought against? Except for that. Oh, Chimazo. really? Is that when they blow him up with, like, three-dot red shit and then just blow a hole through that governor? I will... Well, they're carrying guns at that point. that governor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's we call Predator the future governor get killed. Show. Blown up political had, figures across yeah, America. So, he had a gun. So what you're saying is that Predator at the end of the original Predators was a dishonorable Predator. Because he was using yeah. bigger, more badass up. weapons. Yeah. Dick. That's, he, see, brought, he brought shame upon his Predator. The governor, uh, the governor uh, thing uh, brings uh. me to my next thing. I think the next governor of Utah needs to be Apollo Creed. Oh, Action Jackson. That'd be awesome. What Apollo it, Creed you know, for Utah governor. You know why they won't vote for it? He's, he's not black. He's no, he's not Mormon. I, <laughs> nothing here. to do with anything else. Uh, oh, I, oh, I heard he is. Probably. Yeah. Let's start that rumor now. Let's start that Apollo rumor. Apollo Creed for governor. 
Uh, what's what's the actor's name? Who's making that noise? Um, it's the Predator. It's the Predator. He's right behind you. If I was ah. if I were sober, Carl, I'd Carl remember. Weathers. Yeah, oh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers is a Mormon. So if I was going to fight a Predator, he'd just have to face me with rapier wit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needed more ham than you. <laughs> he, he, the Predator would have a your, your mama off. As you sit in the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to meet a Predator that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> carrying a bag of blueberries. Your mama's so fat that when she jumps up in the air... <laughs> She gets stuck. Did, is, and everybody goes, ooh. And then the predator looks at me and goes, ah. And the other predators go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is really fucking creeping me out. I mean, okay, <laughs> see, and I was just gonna, I was just going to make a Carl Weathers is a Mormon joke about how he'll see you on Sunday. Uh, something. Uh, let's see. What do you know about the Mormon church? Or would you like to know more? Why not? Uh, missionaries are going to listen to this show and go like, I wonder if Apollo Creed is a Mormon. Let's yes, go visit him. I know. Him. Yes, he is, as far as you know. Art is cheap. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Let me, let me just run through all this stuff here. Okay. okay. Uh, Inception is one of the rare U.S. films that will be shown in China. Oh? Uh, uh, you know, because they... Because uh, yeah, they, they really they, have that technology. Like, they only show like six American movies a year. You have to be approved uh, by, let's see, it's, it's uh, China. Uh, the censors have to approve you. And uh, this is, you know, remember they didn't approve The Dark Knight, another Christopher Nolan right. movie. Because yeah, he came to fucking Hong Kong and messed everybody up. Yeah. I can get you in Hong Kong. Uh, I think that the reason that the censors uh, approved it is they didn't understand it either. So, <laughs> pretty much, that's what I think. I or they already have that technology, and it's no such big, you know, no big deal. Has oh, Christopher Nolan really running? come out and said that he took that idea from a Ducktales comic book? No, Uncle that's Scrooge. I heard. I heard. What? Supposedly, it's all based on an Uncle Scrooge comic. Or something. It really is. It's blowing think... me away. There's, there's a look online. There's a, a, a one panel of a comic book where they're all wearing these like dream helmets and. Uh, the what's the, what's the three uh, boys? Huey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. No, no, the bad guys. The Beagle, oh, the Beagle Boys. Beagle, Beagle Boys. Beagle Boys. Are stealing, trying to steal the combination to Scrooge's vault through his dreams, and they're chasing him down. It's just, well, I swear to God. City of it. Lost Children had the same thing going on, too. I mean, it's not like it's an well, original every idea. It's an original else. execution. And it, Freddy Krueger. I'll, well, I'll, I'll show you the picture. Don't get me started on It's really funny. I haven't seen Inception. Don't get me started on the stuff that they stole from Flatliners. <laughs> Flatliners, let's not forget flat. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So there's that. Uh, it'll be shown in China. Uh, Tony Scott is... Oh, Ridley uh, Scott's brother. Is, is, is the much less talented <laughs> Scott brother. Is that who he is? Yeah. He also directed my favorite romantic well, movie of all time, though. Well, True I'm enjoying... Romance. True mm-hmm. Romance, yes. I'm enjoying this comic book, Nemesis, and Tony Scott is going to direct it, uh, the movie version of Nemesis. Which is about a supervillain, right? Which is I, about... I, well, I think it really He was a fits. superhero, wasn't he? No. No, he was never a superhero. The whole idea behind Nemesis is what if Batman was a bad guy? Oh. Ooh. And the thing and about he, the comic book yeah. is that it's just a it's I'm um, I like Mark Miller, but Nemesis kind of goes over the top in really ridiculous ways that's a little bit obnoxious, and that's Tony Scott's specialty. Mm-hmm. So this obnoxious is going to be perfect. over the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh need, need, I, need I remind everybody that he directed Top Gun. Well, I was going to mention that. So this is going to be a volleyball sequence. So I was yes. hoping for a really gay volleyball scene in it. There was uh, no volleyball sequence in True Romance. There wasn't? No, no it was a Tarantino Was there a Kenny Loggins song? Yeah, but even Tarantino admitted that Tony was, Scott came up with a better ending. There was Val Kilmer as Elvis. Nope. Just me yeah. and the Good boy. enough for me. Always liked Clarence. Always have, always will. <laughs> I'll try, Bobby. 
Thank you. Also, the only movie where you can see a, uh, a woman in a, not much of a dress beat a guy, beat the Tony Soprano to death oh, with a bust of Elvis. He gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, you know, puts I, a corkscrew through his foot. I have not had a chance to ask Jeff Weiss yeah. this question. What? Because Jeff Weiss is the biggest fan of the comic book The Goon that I know. Other than my wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and the trailer for the animated uh, Goon? Yeah. I'm making my old face right now. It's out there. It's online, and you can look it yeah, up. It's, it's freaking uh, beautiful. It's a computer animation, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's no holds barred. I don't know if it's going to be rated R or what. Or it's, it's, it has to, it's, it has it's to be. not going to be anything. I don't know if you guys saw it on Dark Horse's Facebook. No, I did not. This movie, this the animation trailer that was released, is just an animation, a, a proof of concept, because yes. there is oh. no one attached. There is no studio David Fincher's like, I'll produce it, throw my name on it if that's going to help it get it made. But there is no one coming forth with the cash. And so Dark Horse on their Facebook put the uh, the video up and said, spread this as far and wide as you can and make sure people know that you want to see this because no one is ponying up the cash yes. yet. Well, but, then let's put the call out there. Let's 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 make the fans put it together. And, we could pony up the cash. And not only that, but they have already two actors. Clancy Brown and Paul Giamatti. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, and Paul Giamatti is perfect for Frankie. For Frankie. The little uh, short guy. And Clancy Brown, as we know, is the Kurgan from uh, mm-hmm. the first Highlander movie. And, and let's not forget his turn in Lost. And let's not forget that he did uh, he played Lex Luthor in the Superman animated well, series. Uh, and Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob. Yeah. And uh, for those who of course. don't, for the of course, well, who could forget? Uh, this uh, just so you know, the uh, the goon is uh, it's about a uh, a goon, a muscle brown, it's a, a muscle mob brown, enforcer. Yeah, yeah, mob enforcer who claims to be the. Uh, Primary enforcer for a feared, mo- a feared mobster. Labrazio. Uh, him and Frankie often get tied up in other machinations and usually wind up fighting zombies. Zombies well, are just the, all kinds of mythical creatures. The, what, what do they call them? Slacker Jaws? Yeah, slack Jaws. The Slacker Jaws. The they, just, they just come into town. They're usually up to no good. Oh, God. That that proof of concept teaser, though, with, with Frankie using the zombie. Yeah. It looked so good, I could have swore it was going to be a movie. Yep. I I had this no is, idea that that no, was. No, and, 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 and by the way, this is is this. this is not the first time, the the first Comic Con. Eric Powell was at Comic Con last year trying to talk this he's up. Such, yeah. he, he makes me he makes me feel like a because he's so a insane hack that paints with his feet. So insanely talented. Oh, God, he's so good. <laughs> he paints fucking. Comic. I love that book. I, seriously. And that crow. Uh, no, was it the buzzard? The buzzard. The buzzard is so awesome. Series. So uh, his, uh, his Billy the Kid stuff that's coming is. Really cool looking too. And while we're on Western Heroes, this uh, this is kind of cool, I think. Um, Wyatt Earp is uh, getting a sci-fi treatment from <laughs> Sam Raimi. Okay. Uh, and I'll this is after it. Sam Raimi finishes the other five thousand projects he's attached to. It's called Earp Saints for Sinners, and it's a graphic novel. Uh, DreamWorks is producing uh, the film and graphic novel reimagines Earp. Best known for the gunfight at O.K. Corral. Set in a future in which he takes on outlaws in a ravaged society where the only boomtown left is Las Vegas. Yeah, could be cool. Whatever. It could be. But why is anybody going to do anything? I mean, the the greatest Western ever filmed is Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I thought you were going to say Seven Samurai. No, I'm sorry to say it. Red Dead Redemption is the single greatest Western you know, I've ever watched, played, interacted with in any way, shape, or form. I, it's so fucking pretty the first well i could I, I could go in and show you the first 10 minutes yeah 
it's like a it's a goddamn movie. It's it's the, it's the greatest <laughs> thing. And the first time out. the first time I realized that I could not only uh, jump from my horse onto a train, but mm-hmm. hijack the train. Um, you know, tying people up to train track. It's 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 the first time I've ever played a video game where I said this is the future of cinema, as far as I'm concerned, because it is a cinematic game. It really and, is. I mean, and the music, it's it's Ennio Morricone. The music is flawless. The the cutscenes, you don't. It's not like in your typical video game where it goes from the really cool cinematics to the a, video game. Yeah. It it all you don't even realize you're going. It from blends cut. seamlessly. Yeah. And, uh, and and I'm not a fan of cowboy games. No. And I didn't think that I would like this. This thing, and I know people are sick of me talking about it, has consumed me. Yeah. I've never been this addicted to a video and game. If it's a, good, it's good. There is a feature so in this game where you can actually go into like this slowed down dead eye. It's like bullet time where uh, the screen goes red whoosh. and everything's in slow motion and you can paint all your different targets. And then it goes back into real time again and your guy goes into this crazy quick draw mode where you're blowing off kneecaps and, you know. But it's it's nuts. My my son just got the Gatling gun that he has mounted to something, and it, it you you hear the game in the background. You don't realize that he's playing a game because even in the game, the non-player characters that he's interacting with sound like movie characters. I mean, everybody's yeah. you know, and, and it's a rock star game though, right? It yeah. is a rock star, and they're game. really yeah. good at that. In fact, like the only it's, one it's of basically games Grand Theft I really Western played was their Grand Theft Auto with Ray Liotta as the lead, and it was right. Amazing. This this is just I mean you know and all the way down to you're you're just yeah. riding along on the prairie and the music's in the background and a mountain lion eats you. Yep. Well, you gotta watch out. <laughs> you, you gotta watch out for them and the bears. They you can't you don't hear them coming. Uh, but the characters and and the the attention to detail is what's amazing is because uh, the I can't remember which store it is. I think it's the one in uh, uh, Armadillo, one of the cities. <laughs> you go into the shop in Armadillo to buy things and it's it's. Uh, I can't remember the character, uh, the actor's name, but he's in every western we've ever seen. <laughs> Slim Pickens. No. Yes, Slim oh, you're Pickens. talking about the bug-eyed guy. Jack Elam. Jack Elam. My Daryl and my Jack other Elam's brother Daryl. Jack Elam. I dealt cards oh, to okay. at a casino. From, from like Deadwood. And... Yeah, Deadwood. He's he's the shopkeeper in it, oh. and he says such uh, beautiful things as, "You'll find no Jewish-made items in my establishment." <laughs> There's, there's, there's this show does not. Uh, this show, listen to me. It's like a movie. This game is not mm-hmm. worried about offending anyone. There's, uh, there's uh, several uh, there's rapes a, and blood. There's and, a dim-witted you know, hillbilly uh, deputy. There's cannibal. There's cannibalism. Uh, the cannibalism was weird. <laughs> this is the only game I've ever played where when a guy was raping a whore in an alley, and uh, I thought to myself, You've not how played, would I, I played a bunch of games like that? How would I personally uh, take you know vengeance on this guy raping a whore in an alley? So I shot him in the balls. <laughs> because you can target anywhere on on your opponent. So, with the dead eye mode, I, I'm awesome. it, it, I'm sorry we're going on about this because I'm getting a lot of complaint letters. But yeah, but you make a a, a, a red case. a red Trek redemption, and I'm all over that. <laughs> do it, do it in the the old Trek Western episode. What was it? Don't. Oh, uh, the the way, OK Corral the way one. Of the, the way of the gun. Or the way of the gun. Track dead redemption. Oh, no. Specter of the gun. Specter of the gun. Thank you. Why are you pointing at me? Because uh, uh, I want you to make it. I want you why, to make it. And why are you screaming? Exactly. And why are you exactly. yelling like Billy Barty with those, with those cardboard sets. And, mm. and, and, and by the way, since you guys love Red Dead Redemption, here's a movie for you guys to look for when it comes on DVD. <laughs> the good, the bad, the weird. That's I've so heard about this. Yeah, so that's the that's the Korean westerner. Yes, yeah. spaghetti western. Imagine if the guy who had made Kung, Kung Fu Hustle made a spaghetti western. If, if you don't fall in love with it in the first ten minutes of that train oh, sequence. Oh God, that train sequence is so good. And 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 I hate to say this, but 
but as much as I love Seven Samurai, I'm not sure how much of a Western it is compared to my favorite Western of all time. Jimbo? Unforgiven. Unforgiven. That's my favorite. And that's what Red Dead Redemption yeah. feels like, is a cross between the good, the bad, and the ugly, and Unforgiven. And, 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 and you better bury my friend, right, or I'll come back and I'll kill you. Well, it's, it's because, you know, he has he has this one last job to do, or otherwise the, the government will kill his wife and kid. Yep. That's the plot, is the government has kidnapped this guy's wife and kid. So He's... He's a trying to be a reformed bad guy, and he so has now, to. Now, now, now imagine if they had made Jonah Hex that way, or right. if they made a Jonah Hex game. Oh, he's, like he's, that. he's, he's, uh, he's just a couple more scars away from Jonah Hex. I yeah. just say watch the Jonah Hex short on the on Under the Red Hood. Didn't. I have not. I heard it was pretty really kick-ass. good. Anyway, sorry, Jeff. I yeah, well, I, I'm just still trying to watch the flavor of the Jonah Hex movie out of my mouth. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> animated uh, comic book, uh, Warren Ellis. Oh, I saw the trailer for the Iron Man. Did Holy you hear about this? Marvel fuck. Anime is yeah. coming in uh, 2011. Uh, Ellis Films, animated by uh, Madhouse in Japan. Madhouse did um, Black they did, Lagoon. Like, Gotham. And mm-hmm. They, they did really, really the segments really of Gotham Knights. And the Animatrix, which I hate the Matrix, but the Animatrix was actually uh, Black Lagoon is interesting. Black Lagoon is my single favorite anime, and it's like if uh, if the char- if Mel Gibson's character from... Um, just shoot me now. No, if, if Mel Gibson's character from... Uh, the Man Without Payback, a Face. No, the, the the action movie where he's the cop, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Oh. If he was, if you he was remember a, Lethal Weapon. Bird on a wire. Dude, I've been drinking <laughs> for five hours straight. I'm so amazed I, I, I even Listen, talk. listen. He's getting too old for this shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, anyway, if Mel Sorry. Gibson's character from Lethal Weapon was a hot Korean chick uh, and a bounty hunter, and that's basically Black Lagoon. That's so how I always saw him. So. <laughs> this uh, this uh, this is going to start on G4 in 2011. This looks so good. And it's uh, it's anime uh, Marvel comics. Uh, it says uh, it's not big eyed anime. Though. No, it's it's uh, the action uh, type stuff. He says, uh, the way that it worked is I devised four serials for Marvel anime, Iron Man, Wolverine, X-Men, and Blade, mm-hmm. which means that I came up with 12 episode stories for each property. For the most part, he says he used pre-existing stories to adaptation material. The Wolverine story takes place in Chris Claremont's Frank Miller uh, Wolverine oh. miniseries from the early 80s. Uh, let's see, uh, Matt, he says, weirdly, Matt Fraction and I were working parallel at one point. It turns out that without talking to each other about it, they did kind of the same stark resilience story. Well, the, there Man. is there is an animation test online right now. It's, it's actual footage from the Iron Man bit, and it's uh, Iron Man and... Um, and uh, War Machine, and they're and they're mm-hmm. fighting they, above this aircraft carrier, and it's it's beautiful. They showed a whole bunch of this stuff at Comic Con last year mm-hmm. that I heard about. I didn't get a chance to see yeah. it, but everybody was raving about it. So that's coming uh, 2011 G4. Yeah, uh, you'll get uh, four different Marvel anime style shows: Iron Man, X Men, Wolverine, and Blade. And it's an American. American. Speaking of, speaking of G4, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you see the Olivia Munns on the Daily Show now? Yeah. She's sort of positioning herself as the hot female chick of the geek culture, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, I've changed my mind a little bit on Olivia Munn. Well, yeah. Well. I mean, she... You know, when you're on a show with Jon Stewart and all of those really talented people... Yes, suddenly the... Suddenly you see... She ain't that good. No, yeah. doesn't you know, fit you know what I but think about her? I mean, you got to have someone really good to step up to that. But, but between that and when she, when she was interviewing uh, Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost on uh, G4 during Comic-Con this year, and she totally fawned over them <laughs> to the point of where Nick Frost actually asked her, 
Could you ask a less fawning question, dear? <laughs> the thing I think about it, her is that she's like that really cute chick. You're like, yeah, I'd like to fuck her. And then you fuck her and realize she's crazy and not that smart. Unless you're talking about almost every woman I've ever been involved with. Yeah, maybe. Um, but that's, that's, that's uh, Olivia Munn. Oh, that's like, what I, I, that's, I made that's, that exception. That's it. All right, and uh, one final item, and then we'll head out of here. Uh, the other uh, the other guy's director, Adam McKay. You saw the other guys, right? Yeah. Yes. I liked it. You liked it? I liked it all the way till the end, and then it kind of flopped. Yeah. Uh, he has officially announced that he is going to direct Sony's big screen adaptation of the comic book, The Boys. Oh, dear. Is that the Garth, Garth Ennis property? Garth yeah. Ennis. And which, it's, it's which, which started funny and has really fallen apart. It's not good now? I've, sto- I've stopped reading the, it. The premise is just great. It revolves around the government's decision to have the CIA monitor all superheroes using yep. a black ops team called the Boys. And what happens when a Scottish conspiracy nut named Lee Healy, whose girlfriend is killed by a superhero, is indicted to join the group when they're reformed to take down rogue superheroes who have gotten out of control. Yeah, so. and, and, and they do it in a variety of ways in the Boys, too, which used to be the really fun part of, this, of the book for me is... They'd kill them sometimes, yeah, but sometimes they'd blackmail them. Yeah, just shame them. <laughs> yeah, in, in, into doing things. I, I really am disappointed where that book's gone. Well, okay. All right. I won't look forward to it then. Well, if, 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 if they did the first storyline. If they did the first storyline. Well, I'm, really sure, then, I'm sure that's good. what they'll and do. And they got to have Simon Pegg play Wee Huey. There's nobody else that can play it. He looks yeah. just like him. In the I, and he's the one that they're talking about. They're saying, he, and, and he said, I'd love to do it. So well, it's obviously, it's obviously him. Yeah. Like the, oh, the yeah. characters drawn, drawn just like Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything uh, before we go? Uh-huh. I would like to recommend people go to our movie night. Yes. August 29th at Brewies, 5 p.m. Going back in time. Back to the future and Bill and Ted's Bill excellent, and Ted's adventure. excellent adventure. And you know, and uh, just to hold you over to get that feel of big shiny robot and geek show just shoved right into your brain. Uh, try to make it to the pub quiz every Thursday or other orifices. <laughs> just I'm just going brain. for the brain. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be a big boy pod uh, uh, blogger like Brian now, and updating my blog at Grimleys.com more often. So it's not just. It's about all kinds of stuff. Uh, back to movie nights. Um, for the most up to date information, GeekShowPodcast.com is where you get it. All right. Yes. There are some little uh, whiny bitches. Uh oh. I'm sorry. Bitches who uh, have put out rumors that. Uh, the movie night's been canceled. The only place to get the information proper is on GeekShowPodcast.com. And we'll make okay? you a deal. If you if you uh, friend Geek Show on, uh, on Facebook, Facebook as well, we will, send, we will send an update to everybody who's a, a friend or a fan of, of Geek Show. We'll send out an, a notice if anything like that were to happen. Yes, we'll and, let you know. And I create a special events page for each of the movie nights. And if you friend us and you mm-hmm. friend me... I'll invite you. So go to the Ewok's mouth is what we're saying. Yeah. Except no substitutes. Jump, 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 jump. Yes. Right. Especially really crappy ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, all right. Oh, sorry. I, you know, they, they go do what you want. I don't care. Just stay out of my... Are you guys talking about that hockey, that hockey podcast? Yeah. yeah. Just stay out of our stuff, okay? Yeah. That's all. Who would have thought a hockey podcast would try to take over geek shit? I know. I know. It's weird. I huh? know. Okay. Step in my sandbox, so I'm gonna kick your ass. All right. Scott Pierce doesn't. Oh, doesn't like. <laughs> Scott Pierce doesn't like hockey because there's too much scoring. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Pierce just doesn't like scoring. It's too demanding. <laughs> it's too taxing on his system. That's just awful. That's disgusting. <laughs> Where's that kitty? Kitty. Show me that kitty. All right. 
Let's uh, let's finish this. Anything? Yeah? Oh, I was gonna think. Uh, I was what? gonna say uh, Mun more ham. <clears throat> Good night.